Thank you for joining me today at the Omar Talks. If you're joining me for the first time, please know each time I mention God, I am referring to Yahweh, as this is the name that God asks that he be called. You can catch up on my previous talks on Apple Podcasts, WordPress, YouTube, or Instagram. The other day, I was part of a conversation discussing the Trinity, which is described as the relationship between God the Father the Son, and Holy Spirit. Undoubtedly, this subject is difficult and there are challenges both Christians and non-Christians experience when trying to understand the dynamics and operation of this relationship. So today I chose to talk on the Trinity. Understandably, because of the unresolved confusion surrounding the Trinity, people often question the meaning and operation of God? Does it consist of three indistinct divinities with equal share of power, or is it a distinctive three-tier relationship with a hierarchical downflow of power, with God the Father at the top, the Son and Holy Spirit following afterwards? Is Jesus Christ only the Son of God, or is Jesus Christ the same as God? If the latter, then how does one reconcile or conceptualize the numerous references that Jesus Christ makes to his Father in heaven. Before embarking on an attempt to understand God, one must keep at the forefront of their mind the limitation on the human ability to understand things beyond the natural, specifically matters that are at their very essence spiritual. An example is a well-known account of Abraham in total obedience to God prepares to sacrifice his only son Isaac. Abraham believed he understood the instruction from God. Both father and son journeyed to Mount Moriah where Abraham was to sacrifice Isaac. However, on his way, Abraham failed to see a ram caught in the bushes. God not only brings this to Abraham's attention, but tells him that he had purposefully left the ram there for Abraham to sacrifice instead of Isaac. God was not interested in Isaac's sacrifice. He's not interested in human blood. What we take away from Abraham's encounter with God is that the human mind is limited and cannot fully comprehend God. Man's desire to figure out God is an unobtainable aspiration as the created cannot fully know, or for that matter question, its creator. Even despite the intensity of spiritual attack and his despair, when Job questioned God, God reminded Job his position. Still, this is not to say God wants us to live in the dark, for God has and continues to provide us with knowledge of certain things, hence the prophecies and revelations evidenced in the Bible. Simply keeping our station as humans in mind not only guides us as we try to understand the supernatural or the concept of the Trinity, but it gives us peace of mind that we are not to take on a challenge we are not built to undertake. I love the way God chose a region and a people to showcase himself, and the same way he chose to reveal himself through a child born to 
very poor parent. That is Jesus Christ. Before the birth of Jesus, God revealed himself in several ways. He revealed himself in burning bushes or in the Holy of Holies. So for this discussion, I would like to choose my starting place in Deuteronomy 6.4, which says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And Jesus reaffirms this in Mark 12, verses 29. For most people, this statement in the Bible is simple enough to understand. However, confusion creeps in when we consider other books in the Bible, say the ones I'm going to use for the, in this talk will be mostly in Genesis and in John. So Genesis 1.1 we know is the creation, account of the creation. And then I'm going to read John 1, 1 to 3, John 1 verses 14, John 14, 6 to 7 and 11. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the earth, of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be, and the creation started. John 1, 1-3 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Many Christians know this Bible verse because they use it to to refer to the um, birth of Jesus Christ. For the purpose of this talk, I'm going to use it for another illustration, for another understanding, which is it's, which is what it's supposed to be. So again, I read John 1, 14. Jesus said, I am the way and the, the truth and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. John 14, 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else, believe me for the sake of the works themselves. These verses do not easily reconcile the assertion of Deuteronomy 6, 4. And there is also no mention of the words coexistence, triune, or the trinity. I do understand that scholars and teachers have adopted these terms so that they can best teach about God. However, in doing so, these terms have raised issues and questions about the ability of one God existing in three persons. What we see from Genesis is the word of God and the Spirit of God being present and active with God during creation. By the Word of God, every living thing came into existence. When the Word of God was made flesh, this was not a new creation. The Word of God did not call out the Word to be made flesh, as the Word was with God from the beginning. The problem of understanding is in the interchange or use of the word of God being made flesh to mean the Son of God being made flesh. And we know whenever emphasis is misplaced, a message will not carry the same tone. Jesus tries greatly in his teachings to redirect us. We know that Jesus taught in parables a lot, 
And in his teaching in John 1.14, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, in essence, when you replace the pronouns I, am, my, me, in all Jesus' teachings, and the passage would def- definitely give you the actual message he was trying to teach us. So we will go back to John 1 and f- verses 14 and replace the words, the pronouns, I am, my, me, with word of God, which is what the message should be. So we go to John 1 verse 14 and say, when Jesus said, I am the way, we read, Jesus said, the word is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through the word. If you had known the word, you would have known the Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. We read John 14, 11, where Jesus says, Believe me that I am in the Father. We, we go to read it with, Believe the word that the word is in the Father and the Father in the word. Or else, believe the word for the sake of the works themselves. And what is the sake of the works themselves? The creation. That is the works themselves because we know the word was was what God used for creation. So believe the works themselves. I I know this is a very in-depth talk and I'm not going to be able to go further into this talk because I, I have a book coming out and I've gone in in-depth to explain. But if you do have questions for me this so far, what I've given, please feel free to write me and send me these questions. I'll be more than happy to try to address it. Thank you so much for joining me and God bless you and uh, bye-bye.